Hey yo, this is LJ. And this is Jay Hen. And right now, you're listening to On Wax the Podcast. And if you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes and you have to leave us a five-star review. You can also like us on Facebook and follow the podcast on SoundCloud and Stitcher. But if you don't, then we're going to have to put your ass on wax. Wax, wax, wax. And again, keep in mind that me and LJ are like 12. The one, either you made it or two, you're fucked. I'm not doing it on Sunday. I'm sorry. I'm going to exaggerate the fuck out of this. So we had one coach who had a permanent heart on all the time. <laughs> yeah, this shit's kind of annoying, though, but yeah. I'm buying your ass a thong. <laughs> yeah. Who would win right now? You or 55-year-old Jackie Chan? I'm about to throw the fuck up. He wants that little dick. Say it's the biggest fight of the year. They may be the best team in the NBA. Fun facts for you about dating. I think different women like different things. Not told oh, you anybody to. about this story what? in my life. On wax. Yo, what up? This is Jay Hen, and right now you're listening to On Wax the Podcast, episode 44. I got a very special guest in the building today. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me set the stage. And I'm fixing to set the stage like it's never been set before. He's from San Antonio, Texas. From a mortgage loan officer to an MMA UFC fighter. He's currently fighting on the biggest stage under the brightest lights with an impressive professional record of nine wins and only one loss. That loss, it happened over five years ago. He has four knockouts, two submission, and three decision victories. He can literally win any way he chooses. You know what? He's such a badass. Not only did he accept his UFC debut on one week's notice, he agreed to the offer before even knowing who his opponent's name was. On March 3rd at UFC 222, he knocked his opponent clean out in 42 seconds with the left hand. Not the right hand, the left hand. He's known to come out of his corner like a house on fire. He's the 13th ranked lightweight in the entire world. Welcome to the big show, Alexander the Great Hernandez. Damn, pretty good now, man. <laughs> if I was having a bad day, I'm having a fucking great day now. Nice. Of course, man. I, I'm I'm really excited to have you on. I've I've been doing so much research about you. Um, I actually watched the pay per view on UFC 222. And when it said from San Antonio, Texas, when you were walking to the octagon, it said from San Antonio, Texas, you instantly got a fan. I was so excited to see you fight. And not only that, but the way you knocked the dude out. Listen, I know you've been getting a lot of flack with that fake glove touch. You, I don't care. I loved it. I loved it. You don't see that every day. Like I, you, I've watched another interview of you. You said you stormed him. Like You're right. Like If he's thinking you're going to touch gloves after, after storming after him, you're batshit crazy. I loved it. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I appreciate the support, dude. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely a San Antonio advocate, you know, uh, being raised here. So uh, it's always cool to see, you know, the local homegrowns or, or just the, the local support. It's a beautiful thing. Of course, man. I mean, we, that's, where, that's where you got to start. So. 
We appreciate the opportunity. So jumping right in, I know we're kind of short on time. What's the most satisfying type of victory? You've, you've won by knockout. You've won by submission. You've won by decision. What's the best way to win in, in, in Alexander's? Oh, hands down a knockout. That knockout? Was, that was definitely the most satisfying victory I've ever had. Nice. Now, now yeah. one, one thing that um, I listened to an interview on the MMA Hour with Ariel Hawani, and one thing that you said that I, I felt like it really didn't get noticed, you said that you plan on being bigger than Conor McGregor. Since y'all are in the same division, what are your thoughts on Conor McGregor? Um, I think he's excellent. Yeah, he's someone I, um, you know, I, I've looked up to and he's inspired me. Um, you know, I think he's a tremendous athlete, but all that being said, He's vulnerable. He has holes, and if there's anyone who's can beat him or has to beat him, it's going to be me. And I've been saying that for a long time. And uh, yeah, me. Uh, that's, that's all. All I thought about for for years is uh, are, are those top three guys for for over the last year, just preparing for those kind of guys uh, between you know McGregor, Ferguson, Khabib, and. Um, yeah, no, we'll be ready whenever that time comes. Now, spe- speaking of Khabib Kaber- K- uh, and Ferguson, they're they're fighting next week on UFC 223. Um, are uh, it feels like I'm the only one giving Ferguson a legit chance uh, with all my peers. Do you give Ferguson a chance, or do you think Khabib kind of steamrolls yeah, him? Ferguson's like the guy that everyone loves to count out, and then you see him just pull some shit out of his ass. You know, um, I don't think you can count him out because they're perfectly opposing forces, and that Khabib's going to be. You know, predominantly top-heavy, Ferguson's going to play the bottom game when they're both playing to each other's strengths, so it's who has the stronger ace. That's what I mean. It'll be fun to play out, but again, two dudes with huge vulnerabilities. Right, yeah, right. The other half, so, yeah. so, so uh, do you see holes in Khabib's game? Everybody seems to be intimidated of him. You're, you're a strong wrestler. You have a wrestling background. How do you feel? I feel all, all the holes are the places in his chin and cheeks and face that he gets punched in right. on, on, you know, repeatedly on his cards. You know, he just hasn't gotten the right punch yet. Um, I think he's got plenty of holes. Would, would you so give, would you? Fire, though. I, I love, I admire that dude too. I admire all those guys. Right. I, that's the difference between me and I think everybody else is, I'll be the first to admit, like I admire all those fucking dudes. I think they're incredible. They inspire me. That's why, they're why I do what I, I mean, in part, why, I've, why I want to do what I do. Well, well, and, it's uh, funny you say that. And it's like it's a dream to slay them, slay them all. <laughs> right. I watched an interview. I watched an interview of you in 2012, and you said your favorite fighters were GSP and Jose Aldo. Um, times have changed since 2012, of course. Who are some of your current UFC fight, f- fighters that are your favorites? Any division? Uh, you know, I, you know I, I look up to them. Uh, I looked up to them quite a few over the years, and... Um, I'm honestly, I almost feel comfortable naming them off now. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, are you still able to be a fan? Most of the most of the heads, uh, most of the heads uh, of you know each weight class. You know, you have to respect for for what they do, how they done, and their style of doing it. And so, you know, I've, I've got a lot of respect for. I got respect for anybody, you know, in the organization, anyone doing it. But uh, the people I really look up to, uh, you know, I mean, I, 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 there's a number, of them. and yeah, I. I I'm not gonna go third mountain. <laughs> right, but, uh, but you know, half, half, you know, they go, they go from you know, role models to your peers to you know your opponents, and so you respect that at the end of the day. But like anything else, you just keep conquering the odds, keep climbing. So you still are able to be a fan. 
Uh, yeah, for now. So at least, yeah, to, uh, fan, fans of uh, plenty of fighters, you know, and the ones that I have to, to fight, you know, that we just put that aside. Now, what's, what's neat about your division is, A, you're in, in Conor McGregor's vision, division. It's the, it's the most drama-filled. It's the most exciting. I think it's the deepest. You have a lot of upcoming, you know, fights within the division. I mean, you're looking at Ferguson and Khabib, which we t- touched on, Barbosa versus Kevin Lee, Chiesa versus Pettis, Poirier versus Gaethje, Felder versus Alaquenta. Like, there's going to be a lot of movement within the division. I know you said you didn't plan on really fighting until the summer. Have you? Are you in fighting shape in the event that one of these guys go out with an injury or are un, unable to fight? Yeah, no, I'm always in fighting shape. I know. Um, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm always, I'm always training, I'm always staying in shape, and always managing weight. So, uh, I'm good. I, I've been rehabbing my left hand from the the knockout. Had a small, just a small injury to it, and so I'm, uh, you know, spending. The last week, maybe probably another week on, on just taking care of it and just just little nicks here and there. But after that, be able to make full contact with it again and be good to go. But the the, the cardio has been maintaining and, and diet. So yeah. Any any have, um any communication with great. who the next opponent could be? No, it seems like uh, sorry the communication I've had with my manager and then you know he's my. Middleman for Shelby, uh, it's, it sounds like he's waiting for these next couple of weeks to play out, right? Because there are so many guys fighting and lined up. And I think after these next, uh, as of two weeks, um, they'll pick a they'll pick a winner out of that pool. Right. So, so you, you're you, one one name that's been getting tossed around that I've noticed is um, James Vick. He he was he just recently fight in he fought in I believe. February on the Austin card is that someone he's ranked number ten actually, um, so he he's ranked number ten. Is that somebody that you're looking forward to fighting if possible? Um, I could care less. It's not someone I'm looking forward to fighting. It's not someone I'm not. It's just it's just another dude. Right. Um, yeah, no, I, don't, I don't care. Big any any of them. It, it really it really does not matter. So I'm swaying on Shelby to hopefully send me this goddamn bonus check already yeah and and, and right uh, I, pick, I pick the next pick the next opponent and schedule what we have to schedule yeah i forgot to i forgot to mention that in your in your little intro you got performance of the night got a big bonus i know you meant you kind of joked around with bitcoin is there anything specific that you want to do with your bonus check no nah, man uh you know i, I like i said I had, I had a good bit of success in my other business too and um i've, I've made I made a decent bit of coin, uh, at least for my age and everything. And so uh, I already have money in, in the savings bank, and I'm just going to continue to invest in myself, you know, invest right. for an investment there. And so I'll I'll be saving it and then just investing it for for what I need it as far as my my fight camps, travel arrangements. Hopefully, we'll have to pull from it less and less. But um, yeah, no, just accruing it. Hey, I seen on your um, Instagram on your Instagram you were recently training with TJ Dillashaw out in California. How was that? Yeah, that was phenomenal. That was a super cool experience. Um, those guys are awesome. Got to spend some time at the training lab. That's the, the gym TJ's building up. And uh, a little bit of time at Black House. And uh, both were super hospitable, awesome groups of dudes every time. <laughs> Especially, yeah, working, getting to work with Dillashaw, that, that was cool. It's like a $1,000 seminar 
every time he stepped into the gym for practice. It was, right, right. It was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Okay, so I'm going to step away from the MMA. Um, again, you're from San Antonio. We want to touch up on a couple things from San Antonio. Y- you are a Spur fan, correct? Yeah, I am. I am. But don't, let's not go any further than that, dude. I'm, I'm like probably the worst Spurs fan of all time. I don't. I just don't keep up with sports, man. I don't keep up with much. I barely even kept up with the UFC, minus like you know a few set individuals who I just watched. But yeah, I'm a like I'm a pathetic Spurs fan. But hey, you're still repping them. I, I if, I'm if, still repping them. If, no, I have to, I, yeah, there's a Robinson jersey somewhere in that closet. <laughs> right. That's all. That, that's all, that's all that matters here. Couple cool, yeah. couple cool things when it comes to San Antonio. Um, Fiesta is right around the corner. You're gonna have to book it to California so you so you don't get tempted with some of these Fiesta foods. I do enjoy I do enjoy me a little fiesta. Um, I don't know. I actually am planning on going to uh, California again, probably the beginning of May. So I might just by chance miss uh, miss fiesta, but no no intentions for for lack of you know boots. What's what's your favorite fiesta food? Uh, I don't know, dude. I've only gone down to that fiesta once years ago. It was a Nasty clusterfuck for the most part. <laughs> by the time I was over there, so I, I generally go to like these little parties. You know, your companies will put on, or just, right? Uh, you know, within the industry and things like that. So generally, I just kind of go to those, do some of the restaurant things, and that's a good time. Uh, but I try to avoid downtown at most cost. Right. Uh, sometimes, sometimes it's just depending on the hour. Right. So, so one one thing I I was looking at your Instagram. And of course, you've you've been to to Vegas. I know that you said you celebrated in Vegas after your fight. You've been to Vegas prior, before the fight. Um, again, looking at your Instagram, you've been to Miami. My buddy's about to have a bachelor party. I've been I've been pro Vegas. He's been pro Miami. If you had to plan a bachelor party, since you've been to both, Man, damn, that is a good ass question. <laughs> oh. You know, it, it depends. I, I, it really depends the climate you're going for. You know, right. Uh, Miami, if you know the right places, I went to Miami twice to visit uh, one of my buds, and uh, <clears throat> sorry, I'm gagging you some water. Oh, uh, you're okay, bud. Uh, yeah, I'm making it. The first time, he was just getting settled there for a new job, and so he didn't have any lay of the land at all, and it was just the worst time of all of, of ever. We went, I went there for New Year's, and the place we went, we spent like $1,000 each the first night there in New Year's, and neither one of us were equipped for that. My bank account was just pissed for right. you know, months to follow. And, uh, yeah, it was just the most ostentatious trip ever. And we just did stupid things for too much money and didn't have any fun. Like eight months later, went back there and he had to lay the land. Cool. Cool. Like, uh, our district right next to Brick Hall. I think it's Win- Winwood or. Right. Yeah. Know, yeah. Winwood. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But a real cool, all that surrounding area, and then just a better lay for the beaches. And dude, it was an amazing time. It's funny you, so funny you mentioned Winwood. Uh, I actually booked an Airbnb at, at today in that area, so so I am dude, excited. That was, that was a prime move. Right? Yeah, it's, uh, well done. The view yeah, looked well amazing. It looked it looked pretty pretty legit. But if you had to yeah, pick, right. Vegas or Miami? Yeah, uh, Vegas. If you feel like kind of just suit balling more, maybe and throwing some money around and. I don't know, maybe in a, in a strip year or two, but Miami, I think you could have a better balanced time as far as chill scenes as well as like a real hard raging nightlife if you wanted to. Well, I, I would personally go to Miami right now. 
because I guess I went to Vegas more recently and I miss I've been to Miami in a while and I miss it now. Oh, yeah, we're about. we're going to Miami on Cinco de Mayo weekend. So so Miami ended up winning, so so that's uh, good yeah, news. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear it. Now now you have been traveling quite a bit and according to another interview that I listened to, you listened to a couple podcasts. What other podcasts do you listen to? Uh, I, I listen to really I just so I just started listening to podcasts after I quit my job. Uh, the I guess I was kind of out the door, but I was officially out the door by you know the beginning of this year. And I, sorry, dude, I'm fucking dying over here. I have this water gallon filter on my side, and, and it's 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 clean out. Oh yeah. So I've just been struggling, but um, yeah, I'm on like this little gym by my gym. Um, where were we? Where do we leave off here? Oh, on the podcast. I'm sorry. Oh, the podcast. Yeah, so I started listening to podcasts shortly after uh, quitting. I just got completely inundated. And all I, you know, I mean, I still do. I just watch like embedded and UFCs, um, oldies, classics. And then listen to, for the most part, Joe Rogan podcast. And then just right. sometimes like uh, just mostly guest off his podcast. And right. I'll like play a snippet like being Greenfield and some really bright guys like that. We, some of some of our influences, of course, Joe Rogan. But you got the uh, fighter and the kid. You got the Big Brown breakdown, which is now b- below the belt. Uh, those are some good ones if you're if you're yeah. definitely traveling yeah. quite a bit. Of course, the best one that I came across is a uh, one local one from San Antonio, Texas. It's it's on Wax the podcast. You got to get on that, all right? Oh no, I'm on it now. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about on the Wax. <laughs> well, one thing I wanted to end off on is it looks like there's a new Mystic Mac. And that is Alexander the Great Hernandez. In 2012, you predicted that you were going to be in the UFC. Recently, you predicted that you were going to knock this guy out in the first round. You pulled that off. Any more predictions going into the year? Uh, man, it's just upward, onward and upward, man. I'm just, I'm just constantly growing. I'll be able to give a layer land of predictions once I hear back from Shelby on this fight. You know, if we right. get some dates and some opponents. And then, yeah, we can start proceeding with the predictions. But... Um. Yeah, I'm just just steadily taking over. Awesome. We're off to a great start, man. Right. <laughs> right. Sorry. No. I mean. Uh, I mean. Seriously. I, I know that it's been said, and I know you have to be thinking the same thing. But it couldn't have went better for you. Like the call. I know you had a, a fight at Cowboys, and, and and everybody knows where Cowboys is. All of the listeners are majority out of San Antonio. Yeah. You have a fight yeah. coming out in Cowboys. You get the call from the UFC. You cancel the Cowboys show. You go fight at T-Mobile Arena. You knock the guy out in 42 seconds. Again, you get the performance of the night. You get the bonus. Now you're looking into the next opponent, top 10. You know, I mean, it couldn't have went better for you. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It really, really is crazy. But, guys, yeah, so serendipitous too. How it all kind of played out just in the last, I don't know, just years, just all the years of my life to, to right there, how it all formulated was a pretty beautiful thing to look back on. And, Man, it's just really cool to have. Like I said, you know, I love talking. I love talking with you. You know, from San Antonio and everything. It's great. Just like being able to put the whole city on, put everyone on, dude. Like right. I said, you know, in the interviews and, and things, you know, you know, it's um, it, this is bigger than me, and, and I want it to be bigger. I want to represent something more, and I want to do it. You know, again for anyone who's who has a, a likeness or or anything of mine who's ever invested or I've, I've, I've put any energy into they, they put any energy to me whether it just be you know giving me a like on something yeah I want to I represent something for them so this is huge and 
man, my, my whole camp, everyone's thrilled. And it's cool to have another person in San Antonio is pumped up about it also, man. So I appreciate you. Of course, man. Like I said, I, I know that it's uh, that just one week in advance, uh, taking the UFC fight in one week was, advance wasn't ideal. And you said uh, in one of the other interviews that you were, you know, really wanting to know who you're going to fight in advance so you can actually hype the fight, fight up, pump the fight up, build it up. And I'm here to tell you, man, we're following you every move. And whenever your fight gets announced, we're going to hype it up. We're going to build it up. I got money in the first round on it. Guarantee. Alexander the Great, I appreciate you being on. Where can we find you on social media? You're new to Twitter, right? Yes, I am. Yes, Twitter. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> Probably seen that too. Right, right. Uh, the Great 155. The Great 155, and that's on Instagram, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you can tune in to some uh, trainings and stuff with uh, try Strength and Conditioning and Ohana Academy. All right, man. Well, hey, keep putting on for San Antonio. You got my attention. You know, hopefully, you know, going forward that, you know, your fan base in San Antonio will continue to grow. We're supporting you. We're behind you. Appreciate it. Subscribe to On Wax, the podcast. We're going to be looking out for you. All right, bud? Perfect. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Have a good day.